Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 393 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and then joining me as always as he takes a swig of that Propel Fitness Water. One only big underscore bang. What's going on, man? Do not a whole lot, man. That's pretty good stuff, right? Flavored water. It is, and it's you know it's a uh, zero calories, zero carbs. It's it's all the all the stuff I'm looking for, but it's got a nice little flavor. You know, nice little flavor. Which I remember when I first heard of that, I was like, ugh, weird. Propel's pretty good, man. I I assumed it was like because when these came out, it was around the time when sparkling water kind of came back and, yeah. and created a big boom. And I was like, ah, oh, Gatorade came out with sparkling water. Gross. I didn't even look at it, realize that it wasn't that. Exactly. But uh, it's a, it's it's good stuff. It's got the electrolytes and all that. Yeah, electrolytes are a good thing, man. Yeah. Keep you keep the motor running, right? I dig it. 393, dude. We are seven away from uh, 400. Yes, we are. A little, about a month and a half. Yeah, if, this, if it, we were in 1993, we'd just be starting Monday Night Raw. Yes, yes. We are not in 1993, though. We are not. Rob Bartlett, maybe next week. Maybe. God, that guy sucked. <laughs> Jason Wolf tweeted something about him, and I was just like, oh, man, Rob Bartlett was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing. Weird times in wrestling. Uh, well, we got some wrestling talk this week. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. Third Degree Sunburns is coming up. Yeah. And then uh, we're officially going to start our next tournament. Cringy WCW moments. Absolutely. Speaking of cringy moments, you were at SmackDown last night. Speaking of cringy moments, I was at SmackDown last yeah. night here in Tulsa, man. Um, jam-packed arena. Like, Cena was there. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. was there. How would you feel about the, the back-and-forth little promo they did? I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I, I felt like it was... Uh, I mean, it was not a shoot promo if people oh, want no. to no. think that. But, yeah. I mean, it was... To me, like it did add a little bit of like if you were there, like because here's the thing I, I get that live event wrestling is different than people watching on TV because sure, there's people sure. that will go because it's something to do, yeah. Oh, live wrestling, sure, let's go, but like I'm not gonna watch next Friday on SmackDown, of course I, don't, not. I don't care about that. But yeah. if there, the idea was to make people like, man, I kind of want to see SummerSlam now, then they did that, I think, yeah. So, yeah, good on them. I, I thought, uh, because. 
I, I got to watch a little bit, or I got to watch that promo that they did, and I thought that they, uh, Roman did a much better job versus the last time they were together. And it was because he's not trying to be a babyface. That's hard right. to, to joust with someone when you're trying to be the good guy. Well, especially when you got somebody like John Cena who just doesn't give an F, you know? Well, and it's it's one of those things with Roman. I feel like, my God, like he already kind of had the heel swagger. Yeah. The fact that you didn't steer into that before kind of. It should have been automatic. Yeah. To me, it was like, honestly, like his probably, I, I want to call it like the, the era of 2015 Roman when he like could not not get booed out of the building. The, the big dog era. <laughs> yeah, it was like, that was the era when it was like, man, this guy's not gonna, he's like Rocky Maivia. Yeah. And it, like, it's weird that they didn't learn their lesson from that. Well, what's so bizarre is when, <clears throat> like speaking of Rocky Maivia, when all that was going down, they allowed him to become a heel and, and use that to his advantage. Right. But then, like, I remember when Cena was going, because Cena went through the same thing. And when Cena was going through it, they were like, nope, we got to stay steadfast. Those kids love you. And it's like, yeah, but I think they would have dug a really cool, I don't give an F Cena, too. Same, well, I mean, I think it's a career resurgence. Right. I mean, I, I feel the same way about Hollywood Hogan. A lot of people don't talk about this, but, dude, 96, early on, Hogan was getting booed out of the building. Yes. Not booed out of the building. But, but you you heard a lot of boos. Dude, even like uh like not even like his WCW run, his later WWF run. Like ninety three, yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of people in the in the crowd like booing the crap out of him. It's like, oh wow. We've seen it, it's over. Yeah. You know, and I think I honestly think with WWE right now, it's gonna happen with Goldberg too. Oh yeah. Because it's like, okay, you came in, you, you righted some wrongs. All is well, but you don't need to be around still. Although he's a guy, every time he shows up, people get excited. Yeah. Just because, A, the music, it's fun to chant Goldberg, and it... It's it's leave the memories alone. Right. But like... Oh, I remember when he used to beat, you know, Jerry Flynn on Saturday night. Right. But it's, it's one of those things, like, once you get past the entrance, once you get past the you're next, then it's like... Bell sounds, it's like, oh, yeah, this is why we don't like him here anymore. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things with, like, Brock Lesnar. Like, if Brock Lesnar was doing what he has been doing every week, like, yeah. people would have crapped on that oh, a yeah. long time ago. The fact that he's there very sparingly right. kind of makes that a little bit more forgiving, I guess, Yeah, if that makes sense. And with Goldberg, even though he's not there as much... It's weird. It's like I used to get kind of hyped for a Brock pay-per-view because I was just like, ooh, Brock. You know, it like had a big fight feel to it. Yeah. With Goldberg, it's just like cause I felt like, oh, man, he just wrestled Drew. Like, we can't do this again. But it's like, right. hell, that was Royal Rumble. You know, that was what, six, eight months ago, something like that. You know, yeah. it's just like, oh, man, here we go again, you know. Well, and I and this I could be way off base. I feel like the difference between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg is the fact that, like, when we watch a Brock Lesnar match, we know it's going to go smoothly. Like <laughs> it's going to look like a controlled car wreck. Yes. Whereas Goldberg, it just looks like a car wreck, not controlled. Yeah. And it's, it's like, ah, I, I, I have even... watched a lot of his matches that he's come back for almost like out of just like sheer curiosity. You're right. As yeah. of how bad they're going to be. Yeah. And it's like, and, and unless he, and I think with this Bobby Lashley match, I think it's going to be okay. Cause Bobby Lash is a big, strong dude. He'll be able to handle it and like control everything. But you know, with, but you also got MVP, so you got some some stuff on the floor you can do. Right, right. But it was it's one of those things with like uh, you know 
back when I, I, obviously Undertaker is the most like infamous one. I mean, both those guys are a little bit older. I mean, it's a little bit easier for mistakes to happen. Well, and that, and I think maybe that's why they've learned their lesson. Like, okay, let's do, let's put them in there with Dolph. Let's put them in there with Lashley. Yeah. Let's put them in there with Drew. Like guys that can, the Fiend, guys right. that he can work with that, you know, won't nearly kill him or get killed by him yeah. type of thing. So, yeah. Um, it, but, you know, Goldberg kind of falls into that weird category. What the hell do you do with the guy? You got him. It's like, okay, he's a box office attraction. Mm-hmm. People still know the guy. He still honestly looks very good, especially considering he's at his age. Yeah. Okay, but what do we do? What yeah. do we do with this guy? And I don't have an answer for it. I I still think he's a uh, <clears throat> a, a guy that just need. I think of, and I'm not putting him on the same level as Undertaker, but like I think he's the guy that you know last five six years of the Undertaker wasn't championship runs like it was just it was one-off matches one-off matches that were a big deal true but who who on earth does he wrestle it's a one-off match it's a big deal and that's another thing too is there's really not very many people left that he can fight the only guy i could see them making a story out of is biggie yeah because biggie is a diehard goldberg biggie yeah biggie wants it yeah but that's i mean other than that it's like him and lashley is never a match i put on paper yeah him and him and um you know drew was not that i mean Maybe Goldberg and Cena, Goldberg yeah. and Roman, if they ever went, got around to that. I mean, maybe, but those aren't like, oh man, Goldberg and Roman. That's <laughs> right. what I, you know, no, I don't think anyone's clamoring for that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, well, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Right. It just, it is what it is. But uh, anyway, I think it's about time to get into some wrestling talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. <laughs> hey, you almost threw me off there. It's like, I knew our catchphrases so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, big underscore band. We got some interesting, uh, interesting stories to talk about. Um, Max Castor. We didn't bring this up last week. I think I just kind of overlooked it, but... Uh, he caught some attention, obviously, some yeah. negative attention yeah. with his uh, rap that he did on Dark, and mm-hmm. it went unedited. It went out. Um, he made fun of uh, Simone Biles mm-hmm. uh, from the Olympics. He referenced the Duke University thing, which I didn't know about. Yeah, I mean, I probably knew, but didn't. I it, I didn't catch the reference he was making until until it was, like, yeah, same here. And then he do some research, and then he kind of you know made fun <clears> of uh, her name is Julia Hart with the. Varsity Blondes out there. So yeah. did not catch a lot of positive attention. Uh, Tony Khan kind of redirected and was like, okay, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Basically said, if this had been Dynamite, I watched that very closely. I didn't watch this closely. It's been yeah. edited and it's changed, but it was already out there. So it is what it is. Right. Um, since then, he has been suspended for two months. And he's also removed all AEW references from his Twitter account. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is me personally. I feel like this is a Sammy Guevara incident. Mm-hmm. Where after a while people just forget about it. If yeah. he if he's like, hey, you know, I made a mistake. I was trying to be. I mean, you're in, you're in hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have probably a different opinion than I do, but he was trying to be edgy, maybe too edgy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's what's your thought there? There are certain people in rap who can get away with saying certain things. Uh, Eminem being one of them. Mm. Max Caster is not that guy. Like, he he cannot say. 
stuff about Simone Biles, who like literally was just going through stuff. I mean, personal strategy, personal tragedy. Like she, she just lost her aunt. She was also like completely off of all of her medication, like going through all that during the Olympics. I can't imagine the stress over her head. And so just being a complete dick about that. Uh, and then the rape jokes, you don't make rape jokes in music period. Like, that's dumb. I don't think. I mean, it's just. I remember Abe Washington did that in yeah. like 2012. You remember who that? And he is? got fired. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, I think he said Titus O'Neil's like uh, Kobe Bryant in the hotel room. It can't be stopped or something like right. that. And yeah. very like, it could have flown under a certain radar if you didn't, if you weren't aware of that much, but, like his joke. But somebody caught it. Somebody caught it and like, whoa, that's not cool. <laughs> you yeah. Know, and, and and same same here. I mean. To me, like we talked about Eminem, though, that almost reminded me of like, if you're John Cena, can you say certain things on a promo and get away with it? Yes, because you're John Cena. But John Cena is also smart enough to be like, eh, I'm not going to make a rape joke. Well, yes. Okay. But I, <laughs> but like, like SmackDown last night, he made a reference to Dean Ambrose. Yeah. You know, yeah. no one else is doing that. No. He can, though. Right. Because he's John Cena. Absolutely. So, him, uh, He's been pretty quiet on social media, which is probably the right call. Just to kind of let things... Did he apologize at least? I haven't heard any apology. Um, maybe being quiet is probably not the best idea. It's hard to say. Um, I, I think it'll be one of those things, maybe let the heat die down, maybe then apologize. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's, such a, that's such a touchy thing because if you do that, if you let all the heat die down, because no one's talking about it now, us bringing it up feels like old news in a lot of ways. Right, right. But if he apologizes now, then it's going to be like, create that, well, you son of a bitch, you did, you know, and it's almost like, because I remember um, there was, I've, I've seen instances of guys like getting brought back to a company mm-hmm. after some time away and then people trying to get them like recanceled. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, yeah, they've already apologized and done what they, I mean, it is what it is. It's hard. It's a hard thing to say, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I guess he started liking a lot of WWE tweets, which I don't think is the right answer. And no. I don't think they're going to pick you up now. You have some. You have some mud on your name. I I guarantee WWE is looking at him like, "Ooh, he's a problem. That's Could not be. a good idea." You know, I mean, they're not going to sign somebody who's going to stir up shit and cause them bad press. Well, and here's another thing too, man. Like. Hey, we've been giving you a live mic every entrance. Yeah. Maybe you don't get that anymore. Right. Like, that was going to be a completely different situation as far as trying to get over and stuff. I saw his tag team partner. um, I don't know what his name is. Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens. He actually had a match. might have been on Dark. They gave him completely new music Mm -hmm. and no mention of the tag team name. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... Well, if if I understand it correctly... That Max Castor, if I if I if I'm clear on this, he actually came from Kurt Hawkins Creative Pro. Okay. They were doing dark, and Tony Khan put those two together and made them the acclaimed. And and honestly, I thought that they were a very good tag team. Yeah. And they're yeah. both very good in the ring. So I was like, oh, I get this. This is yeah. this is a good this is a good thing. And especially being in a tag team when you're young and up and coming in that company with a lot of new names. Sure. Not a bad strategy. Mm-hmm. And actually, that. One pay per view they had a six way ladder match. Max Caster was actually in that, so yeah. they clearly have high hopes for him and what he can do in the future. It's just one of those things where it's like, hmm, 
you may have shot yourself in the foot here. Well, and and here's the thing. In any type of business that you're in, you always want to take risks. Yeah. But they have to be calculated. Right. Like you can't just willy-nilly do whatever the fuck you want to do and expect everybody to be okay with it. My my question, though, to you is do you think he got more caught up in trying to be edgy than trying to just be entertaining? Yeah. think so? Yeah. I mean like, – and here's because the, is anyone is anyone sharing the rap if he's just funny? No, because I mean there was a period where John Cena was edgy, mm-hmm. and then he you could tell he got watered way down. Yeah, and it was because he was, said a lot of stuff to piss people off. At the yeah, time. but then it was just like okay, he's just making goofy jokes, and it's not even it's not that. But he's over it's, now, so it doesn't matter. Right? It's 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 much different making fun of your competition, and like. In battle rapping, and that's that's what like him and what John Cena back in the day was emulating. In battle rapping, you're making fun of you're making yeah. fun of the other guy. Sometimes we'll use topical things to help do that, but the main focus is that guy. The problem with that rap was that the focus wasn't even really on his opponents for most of it. It was focused on these topics and trying to bring those, and that was where he effed up. I mean, because he shouldn't. He should have been talking about how goofy the guy in the ring was instead of talking about, like, you know, Simone Biles, whatever the fuck he said. I don't even remember. Well, but. that one pay-per-view, they did that casino battle royal. Mm-hmm. And, he like, they do five guys in the ring, and he trashed each of the five, four guys. Right. Like, I remember, like, you know, Dustin, you're so ugly, you should paint your whole face. And, you know, Christian, you used to be good, but you lost your edge. You know, like, right. that, to me, was entertaining. Yeah. Because, he, like you said, he's trashing... The individual, right? Not a topical situation, right? So, um, and that's that's the lane he needs to stay in, especially in wrestling, where you know you are you. You're an independent contractor, but you're representing a brand. You're representing a company. Yeah, I personally think this is my thought. They'll they'll bring him back and then just kind of slowly, you know, put him back into that spot. And I don't think he'll ever be able to do a live freestyle Mike like he'll have to do everything pre-written and he'll have to get it approved apparently he he did get it approved for dynamite but with dark I I guess they gave them more creative freedom because it's yeah. a YouTube show right because who cares well I mean it's <laughs> I mean at the same time like this is also the same company that aired a Domino's pizza commercial when Nick Gage was slicing Jericho so to the yeah. point where Domino's about pulled their ad which yeah. I don't blame them like that's like no we don't want the- be associated with that. Yeah, and and the thing the thing is and I don't know how ads work. I don't know if it's just random. Surely that wasn't on purpose. But the thing is is like it's a young company ran by young guys. Yeah. They're going to do some stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Hopefully it doesn't bite the company in the ass though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll will be interesting to see. Uh, and some news uh, recently hit about Bronson Reed. Of course, we know he got released from NXT. Um, kind of a shocking release, right? Because he was oh, yeah. very up and coming. He's a new figure yeah. that was displayed at SD- SDCC, or at least a digital render of it. Uh, everyone seemed to be excited for this guy. Mm-hmm. Former North American champion, big big deal. Just up and released. Um, apparently, this was a Vince McMahon call, not a Triple H Shawn Michaels call. So... Couple of things. There's a couple of things to unpack here. First of all, I guess they brought him up. They had him do some some TV matches on the main roster. Yeah. The overall consensus was we're not impressed. So Vince's thought was like, well, if I'm not going to use him on the main roster, why keep him? Yeah. So they let him go. 
um, seems weird because you've used a lot of TV time and stuff to build equity in this guy when he could literally just go to any competition at this point. Right. So that's that was weird to me. Um, and apparently they're putting a new thing out there where they want a specific type of guy signed. They want the 6'2", 240 category, not just... To me, though, I, I've always looked at this as like, you know, Greg Khali doesn't look like a giant unless he's standing next to Rey Mysterio. Right. You know, you need different size people and all that other stuff. So, yeah, very bizarre. Um, here's my question. I think the bigger issue, do you feel like this could lead to a huge <clears throat> control issue with Triple H and Vince? Yeah. Yeah. Tr- uh, NXT's been trips, Triple H's baby. I was reading earlier that, and I don't know how true this is, but apparently Triple H is kind of taking some heat from Vince because, well, by God, NXT was supposed to beat AEW. Now AEW's like gaining traction and doing well. And I'm like, yeah, because people, I think, at least in my opinion, for a long time have had a lot of gripes about WWE. Yeah. I'm not saying AEW's perfect because it's not, but they're doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, but you know, McMahon took what was special about NXT and put it on cable for a two-hour show and made it smack down light. Right. That oh, yeah. was Vince's fault. Yeah. And and I know in WWE they have an issue where they'll do something, F it up, and then blame the, the scapegoats. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did to Triple H and NXT. It wasn't Triple H's fault that right. NXT didn't do good up against AEW. And I don't think it had anything to do with not doing good. I still think because of the fact that you're able to watch it next day on Hulu, you're able to watch it anytime on the network. I think people prioritized AEW over NXT. Exactly. Because there's less options to watch it. You either have to have cable or you're S in the B. Well, I mean, it's no different than when Nitro did the rerun. Right. Back in the day. And I remember in the summertime when you could stay up late. I certainly watched Raw Live, and I watched the rerun of Nitro. Yeah. Because it aired at, like, 11 or something. Right. And so it just it 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 only made sense that AEW was more successful in that competition. But if Vince really thinks that it's it's their fault, maybe he should take SmackDown and move it to Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, speaking of that, apparently Rampage is on Fridays now. Right. So... I guarantee you that's going to hurt SmackDown. I think they're actually staggered time-wise. I think they, so I don't think it's going to affect anything. And I think Rampage is a one-hour show. Yeah. So I think it's like, I don't know if it comes before or after, but you know, one one plays and then right as soon as it's over, then the next one starts. Probably not actually a bad idea at all. Smart idea. Because again, I feel like AEW knows they probably wouldn't beat SmackDown. Right. And I think that's, that's the thing. I mean, Vince, again, Vince is getting pissed off because a main roster brand in AEW is beating out a developmental crew with all these young stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you weren't seeing Brock Lesnar, John Cena on NXT. No, you were seeing like Adam Cole and <laughs> the guys who've been on NXT, the develop, not the developmental guys, but like. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is NXT went from a developmental to a, its own brand, I right. think. But it was like the indie star darling show. Right, and I've and I've wondered for years. Instead of, I mean, I I get a performance center for sure, but I, I've wondered for years instead of instead of putting these guys on NXT where they're not really working. Like to me, I would think it'd be much much more beneficial to take a guy like a Matt Riddle because they've had him on their radar for years. Mm-hmm. Sign him to a developmental quote unquote for a few hundred dollars a week, not not much, but say work. We'll get you bookings if you need him, but work. Yeah. 
get your own money, do your own merch, do pro wrestling tees, all that stuff. And when time's right, we're going to call you up. Yeah. And then you go to TV. Like, yeah. use that indie time and just pay the guys to do it. Right. I've never understood why they didn't do that, but, you know. I, I think it goes back to them wanting their specific WWE style of wrestling. Of, of 100%. Yeah. yeah. But. And, but that's the thing is, like, the guys that have gotten over on their own have kind of been able to conform to that. Oh, yeah. Because you're good enough to. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I think uh, I think releasing a guy like Bronson Reed was a huge mistake, though. Um, because I... And not so much that it's like, oh, man, AEW signs him, then you're toast. That's not what I'm saying. I think the concept of these different talents that WWE has been able to pick up because Jonah Rock was known, but he wasn't super well known. And that's Bronson Reed, right? That's Bronson yeah. Reed, but but NXT made him a name in his look, and everyone's like, "Wow, this guy's somebody." That was like what William Regal was doing. He was talent scouting guys yeah. all over the world, guys and girls. Yeah, Japan, Mexico, everywhere, and that's kind of what he has done for Triple H: is create this ultimate NXT roster and yeah. kind of kept an eye on, kept tabs on people and. He would go to PWG and all these other shows and just watch these guys and all that stuff. And and now if they're going to go back to the John Laurinaitis, like, hey, we got to be 6'2", 230. It's like we're, we're looking at 06 SmackDown again, you know? Right. And I don't think that's the... Yeah, everybody in biker shorts and... I mean, more Heidenreichs and, you right. know, and all that yeah. stuff. It's just like, I don't think that that's the right call either. No, it's a terrible call. And I think the, uh, I think the control issue is probably going to really really come to head at some point between Triple H and, and Vince. I mean, well, and you know, with a lot of the things that they're doing, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, if there is a huge control issue there and I mean, I don't I don't know. I I I feel like I'm probably way off base cuz I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I feel like Triple H just every night before he goes to bed is just like hope he dies. <laughs> I hope he dies tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it kind of I mean? makes you wonder because it gets it's like it feels like every single day you hear something of like Vince doing something just outlandish. And it's like, what the fuck do you think if if Vince dies? I mean, does that leave control to Triple H and Stephanie? I, I mean, Shane's, I, Shane's still his firstborn. I have a feeling it wouldn't go to any of them. I think it would be that Nick Khan guy would get control of the company. That's what I think. And why him? I think it's a next in line thing. I honest to God think Vince wants the company to die after he dies. Almost like as like a, if no, no one can do this unless it, unless it's me. Yeah. I honest to God, I think he's like, I want, I don't want this company to go on without me. Wow. I mean, that's, that's the only thing that makes sense to me as to why he's doing the things he's doing now. Other than the fact that he's just a senile man and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anymore. Well, that Nick Khan guy, he kind of comes out of nowhere, does he not? Yeah, and he's super high up in the company. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's a weird one because it's like, who the hell is this guy? Like, uh, six months ago, did you ever even know who that was? Nope. I, when people started saying Nick Khan, I was like... That's Tony Khan. It's Tony Khan, yeah. You got the name <laughs> you wrong. You dumbass. Yeah. Pay attention. And then, Eric Barker. Yeah, and then it's like, no, he doesn't work for WWE. He works for AEW. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's and so the fact that there's two cons is really weird, and uh, I, 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 it makes you, makes you wonder if maybe they're brothers and they just don't tell anybody. Oh, good God. <laughs> Freaking insider trading. Man. Right? 
It's wild. Um, we saw, like I said, we saw the debut of Rampage, which was this well yesterday as we record this. Uh, and uh, big news right off the first show: Christian Cage wins the Impact World Title. I think I think it was the first match of the first show. If I'm not was mistaken. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's right, because Britt Baker was the main event. Yeah. Um, and that's a cool way to start. I, I kind of glossed over it quickly, and I was like, oh, my God, he won the AEW title. No, he won yeah. the Impact. Impact title. Does that make it seem to you as it's like a less than – it's not the main title? Remember when Seth had the WWE title and the U.S. title? It's like if he would have won the U.S. title from Seth. Right. Yeah. It's not the same. No. It's like, oh, you won the secondary title. Exactly, yeah. Because Impact – nobody watches Impact. No. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a secondary title. I mean, it's probably it's one of those things. Like, it's good that there's another company, and I'm glad they're able to do some stuff there. But it, yeah, it's a secondary title, and it's and honestly, Christian winning it to me is fun because like he has roots in that company. Yeah, go over there and work with some guys, and then eventually drop it back to one of their dudes. I like, imagine I he'll probably drop it to Myers whenever he has that match. Probably, yeah. And, and they may wait a little while, like three months, and then drop it to someone. But yeah, but I think it's I think it's good to get that title back in the company. I still think they need to because they they got. Kenny with the, unless he won both belts. Yeah, he, he was holding both the was TNA he? and the Impact Damn, title. Just get the hell, get rid of that stupid TNA title. Yeah. It's like, why even have it? It's it's such a weird thing where it's like, hey, there's this history, but it's kind of like not us, but it's, kind of is. It's also tainted history. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. It, it, to me, it's almost like when you look at like old WWF footage. Right. It's not the same. No. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's not really or the same it, company. Or almost like Jim Crockett and WCW. It's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of that company, but it's also yeah. kind of not. Right. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, next week is the Rampage in Chicago. Apparently Tony Khan's like, I think everyone knows what to expect is what he said. Here's my question to you. This, and CM Punk did an interview where he was like, well, actually I got, I think I have a heels uh, premiere that night. So for episode three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those things he, cause he can't say, yes, I will be there. Right. When it's a surprise. Yeah. So he, ha- it's kind of like Edge in the Royal Rumble. No, I still can't wrestle. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But then he shows up. But he also, like, and I'm not saying he's not showing up. I'm not saying he is. He most likely probably is. But, um, the way he responded wasn't like, no, I'm not. He almost seemed like annoyed that the guy even asked. Well, because that's not what he was doing the podcast for. He's not known as a guy that does podcasts. Right. He was doing it to promote heels. Yeah. And so. Ricky it, Rabies. Right. And so it was kind of one of those things where like I, the way he responded. Yeah. He kind of gave a, a stupid, a stupid answer. Like with like, yeah, we're going to do a, a in theater premiere for episode three of heels. It's like. Who the hell does that for episode three? But, um, but at the same time, like he wasn't very like, like, you know, don't tell anybody, you know, no, I'm not going to be there. LOL. He wasn't like that at all. He seemed like super pissed off about it. Well, because it's probably not what he wanted to do on that interview. Right. And I, and I get that. But and yeah and and he may have even said like let's just keep it on heels yeah, yeah. okay no problem and so then, it, so AEW you know yeah, like because right, right. that's what everyone wants to know about right now and to me though if Punk doesn't show up people are disappointed are they not? Mm. I said you know, last week or the week before the only way around that is if the best in the world ends up being Daniel Bryan yeah but yeah it's it's got to be CM Punk I mean. To me, though, I think Daniel Bryan showing up is a lot more inevitable than Punk 
showing up. Yeah. Because if Brian doesn't show up, he's just going to go back to WWE. <laughs> right. You know, like, right. it's not like, you're not like, oh, man. Like, to me, to me, it's like Brian, I feel like, has probably, like, a limited amount of bumps left in him. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I had heard, essentially, he kind of wanted to do a deal where he could go to Japan as well. Yeah. And do some stuff there. And they were kind of like, no. Yeah. And AEW's like, sure. And less lighter schedule. And it makes sense. I mean, like, keep him fresh and let him do a few matches here and there and be a part of the company. Why yeah, not? Absolutely, yeah. So I, I feel like he's more inevitable than Punk. Although, and then O'Brien's still being active. Punk hasn't been active. So it's a much bigger, like... Oh, Punk's back in wrestling. It, right. It's a much bigger deal, in my opinion. Yeah. Speaking of back in wrestling, uh, did you see that Big Show got in the ring on Dynamite this I did past not. week? Yeah, he did. I can't remember. It was it was um, uh, the Nightmare crew. The Oh, yeah. I think he beat him up a couple of them up, right? Yeah, he gave uh, gave one of the young dudes a choke slam. and Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to see a Big Show match. Oh, Paul White. Yes. <laughs> no more BS. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Good for him, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he's out there having fun, you know. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we got some movie talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break of at the Movies, yeah. This is Break of at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, this is interesting news, and I think I just broke the news to you before uh, before we started recording. Home sweet, home alone. Yes. Uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus, I believe, by this year, and not a lot of other details are announced other than it's all like um, a new cast and stuff like that, obviously. Um, at one point, I heard Will Ferrell was attached to this, but it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. Um what do you think? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it just yet. But uh, I don't know. I guess once the trailers come out, you know, I'll I'll check out the trailer and then go from there. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I apparently Ellie Kemper's in it from The Office. I do love me some Ellie Kemper. Yeah. So um, it's one of those things where it's like. Is it just a? Is it like the same movie just redone? Is it a remake? And who does Ellie Kemper play? Is she the mom? I think she's the mom. Is she old enough to play the mom? She's probably like mid thirties, I would imagine. Yeah, but she's still got that little cutesy girl look to her. She's old enough to have kids, though. Well, so is a fifteen-year-old girl, Breaker. Well, I I mean, she can play the mom. I think she's actually older than you might think. Let's look her up here. I just remember on The Office thinking like she was like, oh, she looks like a little kid. I know that was like 10 years ago. She was born in 1980. So she's, she's older than us. So she's like 40. Damn. So she's definitely old enough. I mean, technically speaking, she could, she could be a grandmother. Old, old Grandma Ellie. <laughs> well, things are getting weird now. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. It looks like... It looks like it could be fun for what it is. You know, it's just mm-hmm. probably going to be another holiday version. Um, it's also a Disney Plus film, so maybe there's not like a ton of <clears throat> high expectations for it. I don't know if that's that the right word. Yeah, which I'm. If it's a Disney, like almost like a Disney Channel original, almost maybe because it's yeah. like instead of you know, 
can remember those. They were fun, but it's not like I'm not going to sit here and twas the night or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say all those were good. Why well, remember just they were fun? Everyone who listens to the show knows me, and you like to to watch Christmas movies during the Christmas holiday. Sure. And there's a couple of those Disney Plus films I tried to watch during Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, like they were not easy to get through. They were not good. There's, there's a lot of them on Netflix too that are pretty bad. Sure. So yeah. you have to kinda kinda have to choose wisely. Most Hallmark movies that are on Christmas time are pretty bad. Yeah. But, but you sit through them because it's the holidays. Exactly. You, you gotta you, you gotta have be, to. You gotta be jolly. You have to. No more being pissed off, damn it. You're gonna be jolly. <laughs> So anyway, that will be uh, coming up. I'm sure we'll see trailers by uh, by Halloween. I would imagine, and yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a nice little fun callback. Yeah, maybe. Who's to say? I think uh, a a uh, Macaulay Culkin cameo would be funny. You think you'd do that though? No, I, I bet you could get uh, Daniel Stern to do a cameo. Who's he? Marv. Yeah. Hey, oh yeah. What's he doing nowadays? Nothing. Right? Nothing. So. That would be kind of fun. Absolutely. Uh, as we record this, um, it is Saturday. It'll be dropping on a Sunday, as always, and that will be the day of the debut episode of Heels, man. Yeah. It'll be on Stars. I'm hoping this will be available next day on, like, Voodoo or something, because I definitely want to check it out. Uh, you plan to watch it if you're able to? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely want to check it out. How do you think it's going to be? Because they've never really done a television show based on pro wrestling, right? Well, except for Glow. Yeah, but that was I mean, really it's more Netflix. But like, yeah, okay, that's true. We had Glow, but but even like, Glow was like totally and diff. Like even Glow itself, the original Glow wasn't really wrestling. To lest me. we forget Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Well, true. <laughs> well, that wasn't really even about wrestling though. It was about racing cars in a junkyard and yeah. stuff. Like it was a totally different thing. Um, do you feel like the mainstream audience will will dig this? Uh, I think they will because I think there's a lot more drama involved than there probably is wrestling. Sure. I think it's... And I think, I've always said before with pro wrestling, the behind the scenes stuff is way more entertaining. Yeah. And if they can kind of highlight that, that's a hell of a good show. Yeah. Backstabbing and mm-hmm. stuff like that and, you know. Well, and you know, um, you know the the Rock's new show that came out a year mm-hmm. or so ago, that does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. He, he kind of peels back the curtain a lot on that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it does contracts good, and yeah, all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it does a pretty good job. So I think I think that uh, I think this show would be pretty good. Definitely. I think so. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know uh, I can. I kind of wonder if this will lead to Stephen Amell finally doing something with AEW. Like, I hope so, man. I think it's the time if they're going to. Right. I mean, it's the yeah. time to do it. So. I kind of miss him in the old ring ski. I'd like to see him do you know, one or two matches a year would be fun. Yeah. Just like a special one off. Why not? Yeah. Fun stuff. Um, anyway, we got some uh, we got some toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Big underscore Bane. The new generation arena yep. has officially been funded. Uh, we haven't really touched on this a ton. We did a little bit. It's from Mattel. It was a crowdfunded project. So if you guys don't understand how it works, it was a uh, real scale ring. It was the old school 92 entrance with working LED lights, the whole deal. Um, and it came with a diesel ultimate edition figure. Yeah. Um, 250 bucks. Um, if you, if you bought it before like 
August 13th, which was like Friday, you got a WrestleMania 10 Macho Man, which I was like, that's a nice little caveat. Mm -hmm. If it gets over seven, if it gets 5,000 backers, it officially goes into production. Yeah. If it gets 7,000 backers, they add a third figure, which is an Ultimate Edition Doink the Clown. Yeah. 8,000 backers, you get some swappable ring skirts as well. And it and just as of yesterday, as we record this, it got over 8,000 backers. Hell yeah. They hit everything. Hell yeah. Here was my thought on it. This thing still has, you still have till August 22nd to back it. But at this point, you don't get Macho Man. Right. I'd be like, that would be like the caveat, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel like they finally made it worth it by adding the third figure. The third figure. And even then, to me, it's still too pricey. But like, It's a lot, for sure. But I feel like for what it is, it makes a lot more sense having that third figure. Now, um, <clears throat> if you don't get that, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to spend 250 on the ring LED set and doink and diesel. Yeah, no. My my whole thought was always like, I didn't really necessarily need the ring. Yeah. The entrance piece was the main thing I thought was cool. Right. So. I imagine on eBay, there's probably going to be a lot of rings for sale. Yeah. And for a lot of money. Yes. So uh, maybe the figures too. Like. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of guys did fund it. Um, I don't, did you see Jason Wolf's version? Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I thought that was, me up. I yeah. thought that was pretty funny. Um, but it's one of those things where it is an expensive price point. And I get people wanted it and they're like, yeah, this is, this is great. And I guess Mattel kind of said, if this does not fund, there will never be another crowdfunding project, Mm -hmm. which I get, but at the same time, it's an expensive, uh, pricey piece, man. Yeah. So, but it did fund. It made it, made its 8k. And I'm kind of curious to see if it continues to go up because these people will be missing out on macho man. And that would be, that would be the, that would be like a no-go for me. Unless they decide, okay, yeah, we'll bring Macho Man back until this day or whatever. But, right. Because otherwise, they'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah. But they don't have to because it reached their goal. So maybe that was their plan all along. Could be. I- I'm just glad because that means that we're going to be able to get some other things. And hopefully, it'll be things that we actually want. You know? What do you think? The, what do you, What would you think would be things that they could add? See, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I really don't. Well, see, and that's the thing. is like Marvel Legends has done this before. They, they, they're they doing one with Galactus right now. Mm-hmm. And they've done the Sentinel. Yeah. You know, which is like a 40-inch figure. Again, it's not for everybody. But if you really wanted that, it's like, okay, this is the way to do it. With wrestling, to me, it's like you can't make a really tall wrestler. So it's got to be like a playset or something. Right. And me personally, like, I like figures, but I'm just I'm not going to buy a playset. I think that's I, why I didn't do it. I think the crowdfunding thing would be good to do, like you know, your legends with. Sure. Like just in, doesn't even have to be like you know, make it thirty five dollars for the figure or something like that. We need to get this amount of people to do it. Maybe that's where we get our next Harley Race figure at. Or gobbledygooker. Right. Or yeah, and then do some of the silly color, like uh, characters. Maybe forget that's when we get Mantar, Repo Man, things like that. You know? Yeah. Not Repo Man because I know WWE doesn't like him right now, but. But I, but I mean that that type of guy, right? Yeah. But like I think that way you're not making these. I know they do that for San Diego Comic Con and stuff like that. But like that way you're not making them to have them sit on the shelf. You know, you're making them for the collector that actually wants them. No, I completely agree. I think um, I think the concept of of the crowdfunding aspect is kind of a fun thing. Yeah, um, I know there was a. Um, there was a USS flag. It was like this GI Joe playset. I'm sure you've seen it before. It was like the aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. It's this huge playset they had for GI Joe back in the day. 
and I was talking to Travis Fowler. I was like, how interesting would that be if they did one for like the new classified figures? It would be gigantic. Yeah. But that would make sense as a crowdfunding project because that's not for everybody. Right. And my whole thing with like this whole arena thing is like, where do I put this? If I bought it, right. like, where do I put it? It's going to be set in the closet. Right. Like, it's cool. It's, it's awesome looking, but where do I put this? Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't have like a, you know, a dedicated area for it. And that's where I feel like most people kind of gear towards figures. And I'll be honest, I kind of wonder if the people that crowdfunded it did it for the exclusive figures and thought I can sell that uh, that arena and that ring on eBay and make well, my money back. It didn't bump up until all that Savage. stuff was added. Yeah. yeah. And once that stuff was added, that's when people really started getting involved. I think everybody knew it was a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't doubt if Mattel probably had all of that in mind at the very beginning, but they were oh, like, yeah. let's see what they'll go for. You sure. Know? I mean, I, I, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I kind of also wondered if if they, cause that's an, that was another thing I, and I was telling Travis this cause he was, he funded it and he was like really excited to see what would happen. And he was like, and I told him, I was like, if Doink doesn't fund tonight, which is the last night to get Savage, it's not going to fund. Yeah. You're not going to get Doink because why would you do it later when you don't get Macho Man? Right. You know, if you're going to do it, now's the time. So, yeah. um, but it ended up, ended up happening and they funded everything. So it, so it was a success, which, you know, for all the people that got it, good for you. Yeah. I dig it. Hell yeah. Um, third degree sunburns is coming up for some PHPW action. Big underscore Bane. This is kind of when we uh, maybe don't always see eye to eye when we talk a little PHPW, which I must say, and I I don't, I don't think you're wearing this because you uh, you enjoy the person, but compliments on the tier one Travis Fowler shirt you're rocking today. Yeah, I'm taking a page out of Mick Foley's book. You know, he used to always wear his uh, enemies T-shirts. So that's what I'm doing today. Yeah, um, just wearing my enemy's T-shirt as, well, a, as it, some mind games. It's a great looking. It's a great looking uh, piece of merch there. Yeah. Um, you and I got a little heat this week, Breaker. Oh, do we? Because on adrenaline, you decided to uh, mess up my main event, sir. And well, here's yes, the, I did. Here's the thing. Ricky the Roper Rex and Bill Benis decided to become a tag team officially, and they well, Pyros. they wanted a number one contenders match against the black hand warriors to see who would go on. They're the last two tag teams, right? Last two tag teams. Well, here's the thing. Maybe besides the Scranton syndicate, they don't count. Let's be (laughs) honest. Uh, Here's the thing. I had a great main event, two on two tag team. And what did you do breaker? You decided since Mike, the cleaner decided to come back and show himself, you decided, Hey, I'll stick him in there. I'll have it a three on two handicap match. The Black Hand Warriors going against the Venus Brigade as a trifecta. You ruined a main event, Breaker. I don't know if I'd say ruined it. Made it more compelling. You that's that's definitely a, a thing. Absolutely ruined a main hey, event. Hey, Mike the Cleaner is like a man possessed right now. You want to get in that guy's way after what the after the screw in you gave him? Absolutely <laughs> not. I will not stand for this debauchery, Breaker, and... You will then lay down for it. That's all I'm going to say. I No. Lay down and get in the fetal position and just cry yourself to sleep with your little blankie. You you have effectively ruined a championship match at third-degree sunburns because now at third-degree sunburns, we have to deal with the Venus Brigade going up against the Inevitable Assassins. And you know what? Stranger things have happened. Maybe the Venus Brigade whatever the hell their names are, will 
make history. They'll make history as the lowest rated segment in PHPW history. That's also yeah. possible. But I'm just Sorry, saying, you know what? Profit and Jason Wolf. Hey, opportunity's opportunity. I don't like Bill Benis and Ricky the Roper Rex. I really don't have an opinion on, but if I ever did, it wouldn't be a good one. But you know but what? You like Dave DeLorean and Michael Magnuson, and you effectively put the screws to them. I do like them, but they threw Mike the Cleaner off the truck. What do you want me to do? <sighs> they also aligned themselves with you, which I'm not a big fan of. You know, everybody's got a price. Apparently. You know what I mean? Apparently. Ted, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Uh,. I'm just I'm I'm so flustered. Well, we have two matches now for Star Spangle, not Star Spangle Beat. See, that's how flustered I am. I'm he's going backwards. Fl- he's flustered for third degree sunburns. We have already that, that, uh, that freaking swirly pop bang is still all got y'all still, jacked up, still in my system. Seven days strong, and so we have two matches already lined up for the pay per view, and. Um, Actually, I guess three because Mike the Cleaner's good to go apparently because you threw him in a match this past week. Absolutely. So we have our He wanted in there. I yeah, mean, I just want you to know. I, I talked to him, I said, Hey Cleaner, if you want to fold some people up, you got my blessing, but I mean make sure you're you're healthy. So we have the gatekeeper championship on the line as Jack Gamble will take on Ethan Chambers for the gatekeeper championship. And I I'm excited to watch this match. Ethan Chambers has been a great champion, but I mean I'll be honest. Jack Gamble has been itching to bust out of that tag team mindset. He's been itching, and it ain't crabs, Breaker. No, it ain't. It ain't crabs. And I think we could possibly see it. I hate to say it because I love me some Ethan Chambers, but I think we're going to see a new gatekeeper champion. We will find out. We also have the tag team championship on the line as your boys, the Venus Brigade, take on my boys, the Inevitable Assassins. They are not my boys. You sure are giving them some handouts for a guy who's like, why is he still here? That's you, Breaker. That's how you sound like. That's how I sound? That's what you sound like. And then you are unbelievable. we have the PHPW Heavyweight Championship on the line officially. Elvis Aliaga so far, because I got some more news coming up, against Mike the Cleaner for the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. But the news is that David Thomas decides he wants to cash in his King of the Mountain Championship breaker. Oh, and when's he cashing that in? Next week on Adrenaline. So he could potentially be the new PHPW champion. He could knock Elvis Aliaga out the door of the PHPW Championship spot. And slide on in and be and the main event. And so he would face Mike the Cleaner then. Yes. So okay. next week on Adrenaline, we're going to have... That's a can't-miss episode. The PHPW, the PHPW Championship on the line for the first time in Adrenaline history. It's going to be on the line against David Thomas versus Elvis Aviaga. I am excited for it. Yes. David Thomas, I, I feel like he's been a... Uh, he's kind of kept his nose clean, kind of kept his head down. And he's been a guy that has really gotten to that cusp of breaking free and becoming mm-hmm. a huge star, but it hasn't quite happened yet, but this could be his opportunity. So that means that uh, at our pay-per-view, we have a vacated King of the Mountain Championship breaker. Yes, we do. We are going to have eight men who are not champions go for that title. That will be quite an opportunity. Yes. New King of the Mountain champion guaranteed. And whoever whoever has the sweetest deal they want to offer me gets in the match. Good Lord. Yeah. Well... That's uh, it's coming up. We have a date on third degree sunburns. I believe it's coming up at the end of August. Absolutely, we do, Breaker. It is going to be August twenty eighth. August twenty eighth, third degree sunburns, exclusively on YouTube. Yes, check it out. 
7 Central. We are now uh, going to dive into our next tournament, which uh, was your pick. Cringy yep. WCW <clears throat> moments. Yeah. Fun idea. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, here's what we're going to do a little bit differently on this, because this is such a unique tournament. We're not going to release... Um, the bracket until that the day of. So like today we are going to pick the first two moments to go into this bracket. So this will not be seated at all. And this could be really interesting. Yeah. And I, the I way mean, it goes, we're just kind of free balling all this. I don't have anything written down. So, no. um, yeah. Do you want to pick yours first or? Well, and, and so when I say cringy moments, I mean, I think this could kind of go weird. It could be just Playing bad, offensive. I mean, it can mm-hmm. kind of go in a bunch of different directions. Yeah, and there's there's several that come to mind, but I'm going to start with this one: Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom. And that, when I say that, I mean physically in the Dungeon of Doom, where he's like, "There's the, no Hulkamaniacs the here." Cinematic scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was such a fun, fun moment. In like, I love it now. Because it's just so terrible, so terribly bad. Yeah, but it was also one of those moments where it was like very classic. It, like if that was nineteen eighty five, I don't think anyone would have blinked. No, but it was like ten years too late. Right. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. It's funny because I feel like a lot of these are gonna revolve around Hogan a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Yeti. The, see, and that was almost what the one I picked, the yeah. Yeti. And Which is, oddly enough, also a Dungeon of Doom character. Around the same time. Yeah. So, the, okay, so the Yeti, obviously, he's wrestling the giant. He just knocked him off the roof at Cobo Hall, mm-hmm. and he came back for the match. And, you know, it's a long way down to the parking lot, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the Yeti comes out. He's basically like this really tall mummy. Yep. It's, a, it's, it's Reese, isn't it? It's Ron Reese. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever heard the Arn Anderson story there, uh-uh. but apparently Arn's like, I just go out there and, you know, you know, you'll feel it out. Just do what you got to do, man. And he came back and like, that's when they did like the double hug on Hogan. Yeah. And he goes, well, that ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up being just a horribly weird moment where it was basically they were double humping him. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just not. Yeah. It was uncomfortable to watch. It was uncomfortable to watch. And it's, of course, like, the Yeti. Yeah. And he's a mummy. So it's like, I mean, the Yeti is a snow Bigfoot, right? Right. Why did they not have him like Giant Gonzalez? Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Very, 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 very strange. Um, I feel like the Yeti will win this because Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom, I feel like that gets glossed over due to other really bad moments. But that, that simple line of, there's a Hulk maniacs here. That's the one that sells it for me. I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. Well, there was also that one line in there that gets me every time where he touches the water and he's like, ow, it's not hot. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, then why'd you say ow, dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just such a weird, weird scene. It's like, he's at work right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so, so bad. I feel like we'll actually have a hard time narrowing this down to just eight. Yes. Because be, there's so many bad moments. But yes. uh, but check out uh, BBPH918 on Twitter and vote for what you think is the cringiest WCW moment out of those two. Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom or the Yeti. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just plug it up. Well, of course, uh, if you guys enjoy our podcast, check out our buddies. Uh, starting with Jeff and Scott at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. I know they were really 
hoping the new generation arena would get funded, and it did. So yeah. I'm sure they're excited. Yeah. Check out their show drops every Sunday, just like this one. And Scott also has a side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Very, very fun shows. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, another great one. Two really fun dudes. And, um, yeah, they're taking us to task about not having these shirts for me. But the thing is, is like they're demanding too much money out of us, Breaker. Dude, like, I, I mean, I know they're vicious and delicious, but hey, calm it, calm it down. Yeah, they're demanding way too much money. And, uh, here, here's the thing, guys. I, I have to make sure I make my millions before I give you guys the scraps. You know, it's all all about Bane making his millions. And and so once I make my millions off of you, then I'll throw you guys a couple bones to chew on. Well, well, let's let's actually let's let's take a little sidebar. Let's talk about the series two shirts. We haven't touched touched on those yet. We haven't. Yeah. So obviously we saw series one. We got a Brian Breaker shirt, which definitely need to pick that up. Mm -hmm. The big underscore Bane shirt. eh, No, for sure. Pick that up or you're fired. You're rocking the tier one Travis Fowler shirt. Yes, the tier one shirt. And then uh, I also have the um, that's the series. Well, series, this is, we're talking about series one. Yeah. Um, then we also have the Bill Venus, Bill Venus, and then the PHPW logo. Yes. So those are all available for series one. But then you we released a series two wave of shirts. Yes. Um, he takes no L's. Rightfully, probably should be the uh, PHPW champion. I'm talking about Mike the Cleaner, his yeah. official shirt. It's awesome. Well, if he keeps aligning with you, he 100% will not ever be PHPW champion. I don't, I don't think so. Keep doing what you're doing, Cleaner. Do not. Uh, we also got possibly my favorite shirt of the whole series, uh, Soda Hunter. Yeah. 100% wool pass. Yeah. Citrus flavored wool pass. Yes. Uh, looks like the Surge soda can. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, then a uh, uh, good, uh, well, I mean, I say good friend, uh, a guy I wouldn't want to cross. I mean, he's either happy go lucky or he's a little bit sinister. And I'm talking about old Dobro. Two sides of the same coin. He's a little scary, and so uh, if I were you, I'm going to stand on his good side pick up the Dobro shirt. Absolutely. And then finally, uh, he's a former PHPW champion, possibly could be a two-time champion sometime down the line. Very successful. He's, uh, you know, he calls himself the man, the myth, the legend. Kiss the legend. Drew that's, Vinsel. That's, a, uh, that's an oral joke. I know. Yeah. Anybody didn't get that. Yeah. You're very, you're very clever, <laughs> Big Underscore Bane. It's working out for you. Keep being clever. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really like that shirt. I was trying to do something different because I knew, you know, we had we were using like the man myth legend thing. I was like, I and mean, that's, that's like an old school, like right. Spencer's gift shirt. Yeah, that's fun. But like, I wanted something that was like specific to him. It's a little and, ravishing Rick Rude-esque, right? Yeah. It's and, fun. uh, and you know, he actually mentioned something on, on their podcast that he, he, if he was a wrestler, he would be the ravishing Rick Rude type guy. No. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, I wish I could make that. I need to make that work on the game somehow. See, Rick Rude had such elaborate tights that might be hard to pull it, off. It would be hard, and it was different a lot. You yeah, know? it was always themed to like. I remember he'd have like the Macho Man knee pad, the mm-hmm. Rick Rude knee pad. It was super clever. Yeah, and so it's a uh, one of those things that would be hard to pull off. But uh, I think I think we do do right now. He's the Dolph Ziggler, you know, style entrance and stuff like that, which yeah. is basically the same. Yeah, like a modern similar. version. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I do know, and we won't reveal who it is yet, but there's a whole a full Series 3 of shirts uh, that have basically, they're going to be releasing in September, correct? Yeah, so what we're going to start doing with those is we're going to do those, we're going to start doing them once a month. That way, A... That way it doesn't flood the site. It doesn't flood the site, and B, we don't run out of ideas. Because, like, that's already... We're close to half the roster already if we release the next four shirts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... Once yeah. we get to series four, we're halfway through the roster. Yeah. And so I just, I don't want to, 
I don't want to flood the the site with new shirts all the time. And, and also, too, I'm going to run out of ideas pretty well, quickly. I also want people to be able to buy like buy your buddies, buy yours, you know, buy, yeah. you know, I mean like, yeah. well, I want everyone to be able to buy more than just like their own. And so yes. if you put 50 shirts up right now, who can afford that? Right. Which, and I'll, I'll be transparent. The site caps out at 50. Like I can only right. add 50. So we are eventually going to have to cycle out shirts, but <laughs> hopefully, you know, we have less than 50 guys on the roster. So hopefully we won't have to worry about that for a while. Right. And so, and, and you know, after a year, I think you can probably maybe like, okay, series one's gone after the, whatever. We're retiring. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Once people kind of all have them and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. Um, but back to our shout outs, of course, uh, doing the favor, which who knows a vicious and delicious style shirt might be kind of cool. I think it would be. Yeah. I think it would be too. Uh, the positively pro wrestling podcast with Steven Eric's another really fun show over there. Yep. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Mm-hmm. The Leisure and Lariat's podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson, who will be in heels. So Yes. He's uh in the trailer you can see little glimpses of him here and there. So Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for that sack of shit. <laughs> Out of context when you said heels, it took me a second, even though we were just talking about it, it took me a second to realize what you said. I thought you were saying he was in high heels. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge. Doesn't look comfortable to me. Yeah, not to me either. But. He's kind of a hoss, so I can't imagine like that's gonna be. It have to be some heavy duty heels. <laughs> no judgment though. He well, is I mean, a big, he is a big some bitch. I, I prefer the Nikes. That's that's my go to. Yeah, right, right. I'm all about comfort. Yeah. Um, but also check out Boot to the Face, and then of course we mentioned Drew Vinsel, uh, him and his wife's show, Tales from the Estate. I love that show, man. It's such a good too. show, and um, so much fun. They uh, just did their favorite Disney movies. Oh, nice. And uh, guess what Drew's was? Drew's number one. Is it an animated? It is not. Uh, I think you'll be happy with the answer. Because okay. I was. Give me one hint. Um, is it a sports movie? It is not. Hmm. I have no idea. Heavyweights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was because that's mine too. When he was when he was sitting, See, I forget there, about that being a Disney film. When actually, he, when he was doing his list, I was like, "What? Why haven't you said heavyweights yet? Like, why not? Like, why? Where, where's heavyweights at?" And then he got to number one. He was like, "Now this this people might disagree with this because this has a super low rating." But as soon as he said it has a super low rating, I was like, "Heavyweights," because <laughs> I, I know it has a low rating. But I love is that it really? Movie. Yeah, I love that movie. I do too. Yeah. I, that was the first time I ever saw Ben Stiller. Yeah. Oh, so good. And what's funny, I made the wife and... Uh, Gerald Garner. <laughs> I, I had the wife watch Dodgeball because she had never seen it the other day. And it was like... Yeah, that's he's Tony Perkins. He's the exact same character in that movie. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, heavyweights, like, like that... There's something just so hilarious about that movie. About yeah. like these kids kind of going to this fat camp, more or less. And, yeah. And like... It's, but it's like all about fun. Yeah. And kind of accepting yourself. And yeah, we'll do a little bit of exercise, but like we'll have fun with it. Right. And uh, of course, they're sneaking in candy because that's what kids do. And then like Tony Perkins takes it over and like legitimately is trying to sell an just infomercial. It, yeah. And, yeah. And like the scene where he just like, he's riding his bike and he's talking to the guy and he stops and starts curling his bike and he puts it on his shoulder and he takes off yeah. right. And I'm just like, the dude's nuts. It's I hilarious. Know. Yeah. Such a funny movie. Super, which, super underrated. Which also too, props to Ben Stiller for just getting jacked for those movies. Dude, I know. You know, like, I know. I, I never appreciated it back then, but watching it now, it's like, dude, he was effing ripped. He was. And it's, it's like that wild. scene when he's like up on the rock. Um, yeah. And they do the hike and he's all like doing like yoga or something. And yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, that dude's 
Jack. Yeah. And he's not a guy like in any other movie that he ever looked like that. Uh-uh. Like that in Dodgeball are the only two I can think of where it's like he's ripped. Yeah. Because even like Meet the Parents when he's in like in the Speedo, he's not like in bad shape, but he's not like, he's not Tony Perkins. Right, right. I mean, not even at all. No. So, yeah. Uh, very, very funny movie. Um, also check out uh, Wreck My Podcast, Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Yeah. Uh, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds, Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast, mm-hmm. and then, of course, Howlin' with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. Yes. Uh, and his new gen arena, if you guys did not see it, he took a retro Macho Man diesel and then the Hasbro doink, and he made like a box, and he put like Christmas lights around it. You're right. He's like, close enough. And I yeah. was just, I get, apparently, a lot of people are like laughing at it and getting reposting it and stuff. Yeah. Good on you, man. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, and of course, wrestling comic books grapple hold, which is uh, you know, the king of the mountain champion. Yeah, uh, that's uh, David Thomas. David book. Thomas. To be the man, evil ain't good, and tales from Planet WrestleTopia. Amazon Comicsology are places you can check those out. Um, and then, of course, our other side projects. You know, it's fake, right? Every uh, every Monday, um, and my um, guest coming up tomorrow will be Sam Stackhouse. Nice, former WFC champion. In fact, uh, Sam actually had an appearance on GCW recently. He's been making some waves. He has. He went viral on WrestleBotch a while back, and yeah. even Stone Cold commented on it. I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, I know you're currently on sabbatical, but uh, no holds barred with Bill Benis. I guess he's focusing on his in ring career now, right? He's he's focusing on his in ring career and his uh, commentary duties at PHPW uh, Adrenaline. So for a guy you don't like, he gets a lot of work with you. Well, it's unfortunate how I get sucked into these contracts with him, and it's like God, I need a better lawyer, man. Yeah, I mean, you would think you'd have one considering you run a company. Yeah, well, I I spent a lot of money on Pyro, well, not the wrestler, actual Pyro. Yeah. He was on the last pay-per-view. He was, yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, Pyro, that guy. Uh, that guy sucks. Yes. Um, and then, of course, uh, the TV toy cast with me and Travis Fowler, if you want to talk. We just did an episode on the Viewmaster, which yeah. was kind of interesting. Yeah. In fact, you know the Viewmaster gave Travis his first set of stitches ever. Really? It did. How'd that happen? Oh, I can't tell you. Okay. It's an exclusive story. But, okay. <laughs> but it's uh, it's pretty dadgum funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own blog about it and put it all over the web. <laughs> and uh, next week, we're actually covering uh, a, a line you may enjoy, Maximum Sweat Series 1. Awesome. And uh, the ridiculousness that was those figures. Yeah. So, fun stuff. And then, of course, all of Bane's music you can check over on uh, Amazon. Well, not Amazon. I'm sorry. It's Spotify, Apple. It I might may, be on Amazon. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know you can check all of that out there and yeah. uh, you know stream it, purchase it, all that good stuff. For sure. And then, of course, you can uh, support us if you so choose. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. You get the weekly energy shot. Mm-hmm. You get PHPW Adrenaline. Yep. Plus uh, monthly episodes of Breaker Retro Gamer. Yeah. In fact, I think just this week, uh, episode three went up. So Yeah, just today, actually, because I kept forgetting to upload it. Yeah, so it is up there, so check it out. Episode four uh, is actually in production, so i got to keep working on that. And I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out something to do uh, around Halloween. You know, Halloween's a f- really fun month for me in October, so I'm thinking about doing like some... Um, uh, some some video game live streaming. I don't know yet. I'm thinking about doing something uh, nice. with like some Halloween horror type games. And I just, like it. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of celebrating that way. Um, we'll see what happens. But I want to do something something a little different this Halloween for the Patreon. So awesome. I'm definitely be, be on the lookout. 
Definitely. Um, and then, of course, also check out uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard, need some beard balm, beard oil, Yep, that's the place to go. Yeah, and if you missed out, uh, last night was, as we recorded this, last night was Friday the 13th, and I brought back Candle Jack for mm. one day only. And uh, uh, If you missed out, you missed out. Missed out, but uh, he will be back in the fall along with uh, along with a friend. I got some, some cooking on that end. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Good stuff. Good stuff coming. And, of course, if you want to check out our T-shirts, you can do that. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com. Yes. Um, search by store for Breaker and Bates Power Hour. And, finally, PHPWShop.com. Yes. So there's a lot of places to get these. And, um, and of course, the new PHPW shirts, like you said, about every month will be uh, – Adding some new uh, new competitors' designs. Yeah, and those are definitely less focused on us as they are the uh, characters in the game. So uh, yes, I, I think that kind of needs to go without saying. But yeah. hopefully, everybody gets that. It's just a this is a fun thing, you know. Yes, it's it's designed to be fun. So hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Absolutely. Support your friends. Support yourself. All that good stuff. Faux show. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane, and we'll see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.